Live from the Winterfell Crips, a podcast that much prefers the Dragonstone Starbucks, it's Sif the Thrones. Welcome to Sif the Thrones, a seven episode exploration, no, seven, yes, seven episodes of the podcast, six episodes of the show, of Game of Thrones final season. I'm Aaron Dicer and I'm joined by my usual Sif Pop co-host, Andrew Ormsby, as well as one of the creators and writers of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson. Hello. Each week we'll chat about the latest episode, theories, predictions, whatever else is on our mind. Uh, by the way, if you enjoy what's going on here, be sure to check out our respective podcasts. Uh, Andrew and I do the Sift Pop podcast, and Chris is on Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. So you can subscribe to those as well. Uh, four episodes down, two to go. Um, we are getting to the nitty gritty. We are past the Battle of Winterfell and heading on to see what's next. Uh, I am so excited and nervous to talk to you guys about this episode. I'm so afraid I'm out on an island on this one. So uh, so this could be interesting. Um, we don't usually do it this way, but I, I just I just want to say I, I think I hated this episode. Like really <laughs> disliked it. Like what do you how did you guys feel coming out of this? I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Okay, Chris. I thought it was uh, one of the most pointless episodes ever created. Um, wow. It felt like season four, episode four of, you know, a series that isn't winding down uh, and is trying to set up a whole bunch of stuff for, you know, the the six episodes that we're definitely going to see after that. Yeah. It's... And this is we're two episodes left. And this is the episode they gave us, by the way. Uh, I was I was just looking at the IMDb about this. This is the worst rated episode on Game of Thrones on the IMDb really? by a large margin. Oh, I feel so I feel so seen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I have. It's one of those things with me where while I'm watching it, I'm like, I I, I like these characters. I know these characters, and then just one thing started happening after another. I'm like, wait a second, this isn't the character. I know. Why is this character doing this? That doesn't make any sense. And I just had this feeling through the entire thing of like who ransacked the writer's room and took over and decided to <laughs> like create different yeah. versions of these characters 6.7 yeah. are you kidding me wow it uh, is that I is think crazy it's a full digit at least lower than the next worst episode currently wow man and, and i listen i know shows have trouble sticking the landing you know uh famously people hate the lost finale um you know there are other big shows especially when they're big you know uh plot driven mystery driven shows that's a hard thing to do um but i gotta tell you i am usually pretty open-minded about letting the writers go where they want to go and just letting them tell their story and but in this case they they just did some things in this episode that just felt like they had decided the show was different now. Like it was just like they had changed the characters in mm-hmm. such a dramatic way that I, I just didn't, I, I, I couldn't get on board. So I guess, I, you know, it's, it's kind of comforting to know that other people were feeling that um, too, but, but man, I'm going to let you guys give some uh, general episode thoughts. Cause I definitely, I'm, once I get started, I'm probably going to rant here for a second. So I'll, I'll, uh, Chris, why don't you start us off? What are some, ep- some episode thoughts from, uh, from episode four? The last of the Starks, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to have thoughts about something that I, I felt like just 
didn't have much of a point. Uh, it does have a couple of like moments that could be potentially explosive down the line. Um, but it, it just feels like they are now in the, the complete rush to get this done. And, um, and yeah, exactly what you're saying. Uh, characters have, are doing things that they normally wouldn't in this. They do seem completely, uh, detached from what we've grown to love from them and everything. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole episode. Uh, I think mainly it, it's disturbing after Daenerys said, you know, why are we trusting Cersei? Uh, that she even agrees to do that whole yeah. Let's go up and talk to talk to her and and see if she'll surrender the throne. She knows she won't do that, and I don't think she's getting any brownie points by saying, uh, you know, uh, everybody will see that you tried to uh do the safer out and that Cersei didn't. They already hate Cersei. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so that was the that was probably one of the biggest uh, like jaw dropping moments was that she even allowed that to happen, mm -hmm. and uh, and so like that didn't make much sense. Um, I felt like the I was I was on my second run through, I noticed that they spent entirely too much time on the funerals yes. and the parties yes. at the beginning of it. Um, I. Hey, there, there is something to be said for the fact that they finally did get to do a, a sort of a goodbye to characters because they haven't been able to do that the entire series. The the good guys, quote mm -hmm. unquote, they haven't been able to have that. I took that almost as a you know well it's you know you might as well put Rob Stark on that on that funeral pyre. You might as well put you know Catelyn on that funeral pyre because that's what they're they're finally getting to right. do that. But it, it does it never really felt that way. It just felt no. like a long thing. And then the party itself took forever. Uh I felt like uh Jamie and Brienne was rushed. Yeah. Um uh, just you know I, I knew exactly what Peter Dinklage <laughs> Peter Dinklage what Tyrion was going to say <laughs> what Tyrion was going to say when they were doing that drinking game mm -hmm. I knew exactly before he even said it um and then it just leads to this like okay yeah sure well you're in my room now well let's just go ahead and do this yeah um the other thing I noticed and I was like I was kind of surprised I didn't see it on Twitter uh, running over the weekend, it finally started trending this morning. But uh, Sansa's uh, sort of like I wouldn't be where I am without all the horrible stuff that happened to me. Yeah. Oh, you remember was, that time I was raped at my wedding? No biggie. I'm strong now because of it. <laughs> right. Uh, I finally saw something, uh, you know, something trending this morning about it, and I was like, God, I, it, it took them a while, didn't it? I mean. Uh, this was, I was, I was just kind of like taken aback by, by that. Like, well, let's just go ahead and say, you know, that was, that was a good thing because it's not, it's not like, it's, it's not like Bran, right? Where Bran, uh, even it's, it, it makes you wonder if there's anything is such thing as necessary evil. Um, but I feel like Bran doesn't look at the things that has happened to him, uh, as particularly like a bad thing or a good thing. Well, but that's not because that's not because of moral judgment. That's because Bran exists outside of time now. So right. the idea when you have the idea of being, you know, kind of an eternal consciousness 
basically means you don't see the causality of things as important. Uh, they just are, you know. Right. So that and, makes sense I, for him. But I just feel like I feel like in Brand's case, that sort of that sort of makes sense. Yeah, but exactly. in Sansa's in Sansa's case, it just doesn't. Right. Um. And, and I don't think she would be. Uh, as she says, a little bird. I don't think she would be that way had that stuff not happened. I think just having hung around Littlefinger would have been enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the there was a real tone deaf moment there that I was uh, I was wondering about and and uh, yeah, uh, I, John. I mean, I, and look, I, here I am ranting. You were worried about ranting, but. <laughs> but but John leaves the the uh, let's break the the news that I'm a Targaryen to Bran. I mean, we don't know what exactly happened in mm-hmm. that scene. They cut away, so there's a lot of things where we're like, okay, maybe they did, maybe they didn't say the things that they thought they did. But I mean, obviously the news was broken. So yeah. Um, and then the same thing with uh, Sansa when she says, you know, maybe there's a better person, and it cuts away. You know, is it possible that she still broke the news, but she meant her or something like that? You know, <laughs> no, because then he tells Varys. But, but yeah, um, man, I the, you're hitting a lot of what I'm I'm gonna hit in my rant here in a second. But uh, Andrew, what are some of your general thoughts? Well, here's my mini rant then. So I'm just gonna go over the things that I hated in this episode. Sure. Um, Jamie just all of a sudden leaves. He's like, uh, I do everything for Cersei. That's just the most out of left field like weird why would he he's never shown anything up until that point like within the last couple seasons where he's right. like oh i do everything for cersei i'm like you know no you haven't you've you've kind of you know seen her for what she is now why are you acting like that and then braun busting in and acting all crazy and demanding things now it's i just that was a weird scene and i think that the danny uh, turning heel thing is getting rushed really well really. i mean they're at the end but i know but I, like my, if you, you if you were going to do that do it like a couple seasons yeah well here's the thing um the the danny the mad queen thing has been foreshadowed for seasons like she has she has had moments many moments since we've known her where she has had to have people talk her down from her instincts right um, so that has been foreshadowed. I didn't get it upset as much at the Mad Queen stuff being forced as the dumb queen stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just I'm making gonna her take, stupid. I'm going to take 30 Unsullied with me to the gates. Yeah. And that's going to scare them. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Arya's proposal uh, turning down uh, Gendry. That's pointless. If you're, if you're not going to have her get married, then that whole thing is nothing. It's... It's a nothing burger. Like you could have cut that scene out if he isn't gonna get her. And why did uh, John tell uh, Tormund you can take Ghost because he's uh, he's better up here in the north? Yeah. It, it's it's like uh, we don't know what to do with this wolf anymore, so we're just gonna send him off so we don't have fans asking what happened to Ghost anymore. Yeah, it's it's really. It, it's it's a series of of things. Now I don't agree necessarily with everything you just said, so I'm going to pull out some things eventually. Just but go w- ahead. One more thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to what Chris brought up about it being the lowest ranked on IMDb, it's in the bottom three, obviously, and the other three are in this season. 
of the lowest ranked episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Three of the four are the lowest ranked episodes. Of this season? Oh, of the series. No, I know. Three of the four of this season? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Which is the second one, isn't it, right? Like, the second one's a good episode. Yeah, the uh, the the night, night of the Seven Kingdoms or... or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's my rant. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is an episode that suffers uh, from a case of the since wins in the case of the no shows. Uh, this is an episode that that changes characters in a way that you're just asking the since win questions. Like since win uh, is a Stark like, yeah, go ahead, take my direwolf. I won't even give him a pat on the head before he goes. Right. Yeah. Since when is Danny stupid enough not to understand how to scout out something before they fly right into it? And she loses mm-hmm. a dragon. Uh, since when does Cersei not just obliterate them all at that meeting and be done with it? What yeah. is she doing? Why is she just, just take them all out right there? That's the Cersei we know, right? Uh, yeah. Since when is Sansa like, oh, yeah, that wedding rape? No big deal. Uh, that's what, you know, made me strong as I am today. Uh, you know, since when is Tormund like, oh, I'm done. I think I'll go back to the north and not, you know, defend you to the end, John. Uh, you know, that scene in particular is made worse from the fact that during the party, he's talking about John like he's God level. Right. Like, I would follow him to the seven <laughs> hells, yeah. but I won't go to King's Landing. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then and then not only that, not only does Tormund just be like, hey, peace out. Sam and Gilly are like, hey, peace out. Are we ever even going to see those characters? again? No, I think that's the last time we're going to see Sam, Gilly and Tormund. I mean, Sam is his best friend. Friend, like, I, I, man, it's just the the priorities in the in the writers' room were not character based in yeah. this episode for sure. Uh, and then I said it also has a case of the no shows. This episode, more than any episode of Game of Thrones I've ever seen, cut away from stuff and didn't show us stuff. Um, how did Masandi get captured? We don't know. They don't yeah, show us. How? We just cut to blackout. Why would she get captured? Do they? Does Cersei know who Masandi is? How does that battle finish? Not shown. We don't know anything about what happens after Tyrion gets knocked out, other than somehow they all make it to shore, yeah. except Masandi. Yeah. And we have no idea how any of that goes down. Uh, yeah. How does the conversation about Jon's parentage go? That is the beautiful stuff of Game of Thrones, is seeing the realization in Sansa and Arya's eyes, you know, yeah. of what it means yeah. to them, to the, the shared look that they might have and, and the differences of how they take that and the conversation and, from that point. And by the way, it, I totally agree with you on that. It just makes me wonder if there's just like something else about that scene that we don't know yet. And that's why the cutaways now we end up when we end up watching the next two episodes, we'll probably look back and go, ah, no. Um, uh, it was just that it, you know, I would, I would wager that if, if this, if it turns out that they were just telling, if all that happened in that scene was that they were, uh, told about the parentage and everything that they just said the, you know, uh, Weiss and Benioff just decided to say, well, we've said this twice now, three times now, so we don't need to show it again, but you're, you're wrong because the, who gets that knowledge is, is just as important as the knowledge itself. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't get to see the Sansa Tyrion reveal that cuts away before they have their conversation. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Chris, um, also not shown is Jamie wrestling with his decision at all. We go straight from him, his drunken hookup with yeah. Brienne 
to um, nope, I'm I'm a Cersei person. Now I get what the writers are trying to do here. They've talked about how uh, Jamie has an addiction to Cersei. Like the, you know, I think the the idea is like he is having a, a you know a, a re um, rekindling. No, what's what's the word for addiction when you're off drugs and then you uh, relapse. relapse? He's having a relapse is basically what they're saying. Um, but the i the idea isn't there because we don't really get to experience that internal, you know, conflict from him, right? And again, I don't think it's as cut and dry that he's you know Team Cersei as you know some people think it is. I think it's you know one way or another he has to deal with his addiction. He has to either go kill it or you know embrace it, right? Or be killed by it. That's I mean that kind of is the the deal with addiction, right? Sometimes. You either it either kills you or you kill it. You know. See, I think he's going to kill Cersei, but I don't understand the whole. Why would he just not tell Brienne? I'm going right. to kill her. Well, and there's another since when. Since when is Brienne a crybaby who pines for a man? Like since when? Well, I mean, since this is she was deflowered. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't but, seem to fit with who she's. I mean, been. how would you feel if? You finally lost your virginity to some guy, and then the next night he says, I'm going to go be with my sister. That's got to <laughs> yeah. be the most awful thing anybody could hear ever. Like, Yeah. But it, it could very well just be something simple. Like, if, if he told, if he is really going to just kill Cersei, uh, it may be something to the, to, the, to the point of, I don't want you to know that that's what I'm going to do because you'll want to come along, and I don't want you to die doing it, and you know, I did it to protect you, which is one of the favorite screenwriter crutches there is in the history of uh, TV and movies. Uh, I just did it just to protect you. Um, there's also the possibility that he very much intends to go back, but and and uh, and hope that he you know reconciles with her. But he might just be going. He might find out through that you know that attempted reconciliation that she is irredeemable and then change at that moment yeah um by the way i'm calling uh the brianne and jamie romance uh two sirs with love that's oh that's, nice that's what i'm calling that so yes <laughs> yes two sirs one love <laughs> no uh, <laughs> uh and here's the other thing about all the no shows it makes me wonder if this show, like you said, Chris, like some of those, maybe we'll see what happened there because it's important information that we they don't want to give us yet. That's mm -hmm. fine, but there's so many of them that I'm wondering if they're just rushing to the end. And now I'm wondering if things like um, Bran uh, warging, like if that really wasn't something, if that was just, you know, another, you know, there's not much to show here. You know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, because if they were going to explain what Bran was doing that entire battle for Winterfell... It would have been in this episode. No, I see. I don't know that for sure, because it's, especially if they want to use it as a surprise, they'll want you to forget about it um, before they bring it back. But I just with all that happened this episode, it makes me less confident that all that stuff is going to get shown to us um, eventually. Um, but yeah, I just and especially when you consider, like you said, Chris, the nonsense they did show in this episode, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of the drinking games and that kind of stuff. Uh, it just, it's kind of frustrating. It was just a really frustrating experience and it got more and more frustrating the more I tried to think about, you know, the episode. So, so yeah, I did not have a great time. Um, question so, for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Are you at all concerned now for the final two episodes? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
much more than I was. Mm-hmm. So all the all the the stuff that sort of left. I, we do know that that last episode's going to be like two hours at least, because I believe uh, Veep is having its season finale next week, so it won't be playing the following week. Um, and I, th- I don't know about Barry, but it looks like they're at, they're clearing room for that finale. Um, I think we do. We already know that, right? That it's going to be like a two-hour episode. I think they said finale, the last or series finale. I think they said the last four episodes were all over an hour. Um, this one was like 110, right? Uh, this one was 120, and the next two will also be 120. Okay. And I feel like we've had episodes where way more happened in 55 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah. that. The Long Night was the official longest at 122, and then the last of the Starks of 118, and the next two are 120. Um, so Mad Queen achievement unlocked. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. this, this is, this is happening now, right? Like, I mean, she is, yeah. I mean, Masande said Dracaris and, and she's like, yeah, Dracaris, I'm on this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be interesting at least see what happens, but, but yeah. Um, the, the roller coaster life of, of, of Gendry. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he's he's a lord now. Lord Gendry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get what he really wants. Well, and and the the whole the whole point of that scene was uh, Daenerys um, doing something for somebody and and sort of hoping for this uh, adoration to come back to her. Right. Um, and you know, yeah, she gets a she gets a you know, a, an ally for life as they say, or whatever. But, um, but she notices right after that, you know, John is getting just everybody's attention afterwards. You know, yeah. nobody looks at her as the ruler. They only look at him that way. So, and then right on into the friend zone conversation that he has with, uh, Aria. I thought she handled that well. I actually, you mentioned you didn't like that. I actually yeah. really like that. I, that was Explain. One, that was one of the moments in this episode I really enjoyed because it was character consistent. That has always been Arya from the very first season. She's like, I don't want to be a lady. I'm not. My goal is not to, you know, be the woman of a castle. My, you know, I'm different. I want to fight. I want to play with swords. I want to, you know, shoot this bow. Um, so it, it made sense for her character, and I think it was another character moment for her to show who she really was. And Gendry's just caught in the crossfire with that. I guess I'm... Although, wh- oh, go ahead. Going, going back to what you were saying, it's almost a surprise she didn't go with him, considering <laughs> no. the way they wrote the characters. I know. Um, I guess what I was trying to say originally was, I'm not saying it's not character consistent, I'm just saying that it's not moving the plot forward in any way. I think that they could cut straight to Arya leaving with the Hound, which, by the way, they pretty much just 100% confirmed Clegane Bull right there. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I did like the uh, the thing where the Hound and her were talking on the road, like, if I get hurt, are you going to leave me again? She's like, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, yeah. yeah, I like some of the Hound stuff this episode. I liked when he was, like, the only one that didn't stand up and cheer for, for Gendry or whatever. Oh, he was, yeah. like, rolling his eyes. Um, his, his stuff wasn't too bad this episode. I'm liking the hound the more and more every time I see him. Yeah. Um, anything else from this episode? Uh, just kind of general thoughts, scenes you wanted to mention that we haven't chatted about. Um, the, uh, the Tyrion Varys, um, discussion mm-hmm. that they're having, um, 
uh, Varys is basically saying, you know, I've seen I've seen this type before, uh, and we need to get rid of Daenerys. And uh, and um, and Tyrion is like, let's just go with what our you know what we were doing. Let's just do this because that's the way it's always been done. And um, and uh, it's a question too that I have after this episode as to whether Tyrion is still Team Daenerys after all of this. Um, uh, is he is he just going to you know see this through, or is he is he sort of in a way um, putting the wheels in motion here for a a sort of a coup attempt of some sort? Um, I mean, it, it's it's not going to be hard to have. Uh, to to have Daenerys die in any way. I mean, all you have to do is have her in a battle. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just wondering if they've got a contingency plan. If she does uh, succeed, you know, or is there going to be somebody ready to just you know stick a sword in her as soon as she as soon as she wins, if she wins. Yeah, I think Tyrion uh, has made his decision, but he hasn't done anything active with it. I think he made his decision as soon as he knew Varys was not Team Daenerys anymore. Varys is obviously Team John at this point. Um, well, Team Realm. Well, he's Team Realm, but he's, he yeah. sees John as the the best way to you know give the realm prosperity and and unite the realm. Um, but as soon as Tyrion knew that Varys you know, was team John. Um, if he doesn't give that information to Daenerys, he's made his choice. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, he is just as much, uh, treasonous for not telling her that information as Varys would be for, you know, working against her. Am I wrong about mm-hmm. that? I feel like that. I feel like he's made his In choice. Daenerys's eyes. Yeah, probably yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, do you guys think that John should have told Arya and Sansa? Oh man, we haven't talked about Daenerys begging him not to. That was really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yes, I do. I actually come down on on that family kind of. I don't know. They seem, but then again, I haven't trusted Daenerys for a while. So I, you know, I'm much more you know Team Sansa Arya than I am Team Daenerys. So so yeah, I think that was the right thing to do. I just wonder if you know. If his his faith in, I wonder if he really believed they wouldn't tell anybody. Well, Sansa didn't even make it an hour. She told yeah. Tyrion within an hour of finding out. She walked up to the walls of Winterfell, saw Tyrion, and was like, I know I I swore an oath to my brother that I wouldn't tell anybody, but yeah, guess she's, what? she's well, she's she's learned a lot from Cersei. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the well from Littlefinger and from yeah. Little, yeah, Littlefinger as well. Um, so yeah, and and then like Vera said, at that point, it's no longer a secret; it's information. Yeah. So um, Sansa the Oathbreaker. <laughs> is yeah. that her new nickname? It is now. Uh, yeah. The, go ahead. I guess. It, I, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, you, I think you alluded to this, but now it is a, a question as to whether John uh, knew that this was going to happen anyway. And uh, that was his way of sort of getting the word out. You know, he never made a proclamation. He's just getting a whole bunch of, you know, it's going to spread like wildfire and everybody's going to know it. And um, and he, you know, he can always, I guess, claim that it was, I don't know how he could claim it's not his fault, though. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, um, you could, 
it's kind of like what Varys said um, at the beginning of him and Tyrion's conversation. He says, how many people know? And uh, I think Tyrion says something like five. He's like, well, then it's not a secret. It's news. It's information. It's information. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. I I mean, it is his fault, but at the same time... Whose fault? John's? Well, yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's truth. It's not, you know, he's not he's not spreading a lie. He's he's spreading the, the truth. So, I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see... Um, See, I how just, that goes. I just don't get. He doesn't want the throne at all. He said, that. "I'm not. I'm not so sure that's the case at this very moment. I, I think he's becoming more amenable to being on the throne after knowing his true lineage." Yeah, but he keeps saying, "I've bent the knee. I've bent the knee." That just tells me he doesn't want it. So why? No, it tells me he loves Daenerys. Is what that tells me. Okay, but if he loves Daenerys. And if he really does, then he wouldn't be doing something that he knows is going to destroy what they I, have together. But I like this conflict for him, and I'll tell you why. Because it's it's this very interesting thing where this information has changed two things in his life. Number one, it's changed his understanding of his own role in responsibility in ruling, right? Number two, it's changed his perspective on his love for Daenerys, and that's what... He's really wrestling within that scene. I think when you see him pull away, is like you're my aunt. Like I like the they even bring it out explicitly in the episode yeah. and then talk about how you know for Northern is incest is a big deal, yeah. even if it's not for the Targaryens. So you know I think that's part of it too. Is he's like I I no longer can be with you. So what am I supposed to do with these feelings I have? And so that's the conflict he's going through. And so I think it makes sense why he's still trying to figure it out and kind of you know uh not easy on his feet right now yeah it is uh it is um also sort of a test to how much he's he's identifying as Aegon Targaryen at this point too um so she goes in and yeah it's no big deal to Targaryens to to do this but uh but it shows how much he identifies as a Targaryen he's starting to get to that that point mm -hmm. that he can't you know he can't go through with all that anymore yeah yeah um all right let's do episode ratings and then we'll we'll talk about some of our um our game of awards uh I'll just start I'm giving this a d minus um mm. yeah I really really don't like this episode uh what about you andrew d plus d plus chris <laughs> i will give this a c uh <laughs> it's still a low rating you're probably right i'm sure i'm acting out of anger here i'm sure the only reason no, why i'm not giving it good a, to me man the only reason i'm not giving it an f f is because the intensity of the two scenes at the very end the scene with misandi was you know tense because we don't know if... Even though it didn't make a lot of sense yeah. from either side. Yeah, but I I guess I'm saying more tense along the lines of... Mm -hmm. I didn't know if uh, Cersei was going to kill Tyrion. Right. See, that's what I was talking about, tense. Like, whenever he's walking up to talk to her, I could have seen that scene going either way. Either Tyrion walking away from there or Tyrion... That's, this is the episode where Tyrion dies. That was tense. And then also uh, just the whole Rhaegal dying was like yeah. just coming out of left field you know or you know the left shore so <laughs> yeah I, I, you've got dragons like fly those things high get a perspective scout out the the territory i don't know can those can those crossbows shoot straight up probably not just go way up above them get behind them and just burn them all <laughs> yeah like, because it seemed like there was an angle limit like yeah like a what would that be like an even like 
30 degree angle to aim up you know yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so also it was wonderful how um you know the those crossbow archers put three shots right in that dragon. Oh, but they no, fifty <laughs> but they of them nobody, couldn't hit Drogon. Yeah, but then nobody could hit Drogon. They all yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden they all had stormtrooper aim. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was something else. All right, uh, let's move on to the game of awards. Uh, we will start with the moment of the week. We will take nominations. Um, Chris, why don't you start? Oh, moment of the week. Um. Oh man, is there any? <laughs> well, we gotta uh, pick one. I guess. I guess I'm gonna go with uh, Missandei's death. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the big finish. Uh, Andrew, do you have a nomination? I was gonna go Regal's death. That's another. That's, mm. that's a decent mm. nomination. Uh, I would go Tyrion's conversation with Varys. Um, yeah. I that that scene for me was. Probably the the thing I was like, oh, this is the Game of Thrones I remember loving. You know, like it was the one that stood out to me is like, oh, I love the way they're talking. They're talking about, you know, um, they're talking about the actual gender issues involved. You know, the idea that uh, maybe it does matter that he's a man. That kind of stuff was interesting to me to hear them talk about. Um, you know, it's just to watch those two try to figure it out was fascinating to me. So that's probably the one I would nominate. I'd probably vote for yours. Yeah, I'd probably swing my vote over your way. The other only only other one I had was the uh, Arya friend zoning Gendry, but that's just because I I liked it. But yeah. uh, what what do you think, Chris? What's your vote? Oh yeah, that's probably the moment of the episode. All right, we'll go with uh, Tyrion's conversation with Varys. Uh, line of the week. Do you guys have any lines you want to throw out there? It, I know it's this. It's a word that's been said a thousand times in the show, Dracarys. You know, but just when it's Masandi's last word, like. You know what? Just no mercy. That's kind of what I interpreted it as. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just burn them all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good nomination. Chris, you got any? Uh, when Tyrion says, maybe we'll, maybe Cersei will kill us all and it'll solve all of our problems. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. That was a good one, too. Um, I have a few others here uh, that I wrote down. Um, this is uh, what D- uh, Daenerys says after lording Gendry. So, see, you're not the only one who's clever. I thought that was that was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Varys to Daenerys uh, says, "Do not become what you've always struggled to defeat." And I loved mm-hmm. that line. I thought that was that's that's a very interesting way of wording that. And I thought that was kind of cool. That could be a back tattoo for right. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be could be on one of those inspirational posters. Exactly. This is a stupid line, but it made me laugh, and I am definitely paraphrasing because this is a uh, family-friendly podcast. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Um, whenever Tyr- or, uh, Tormund is like at the party and goes, which of you crapped in my pants? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a great line. Yeah. Yeah, he says, which one of you um, uh, like, uh, Effort, was a coward? Yeah, which yeah. of you cowards <laughs> yeah. in my pants? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That's good as well. Um, she's a girl who walked into a fire with three stones and walked out with three dragons. How could she not believe in destiny? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another one of those good lines from the Tyrion uh, Varys conversation. Um, and then when the hound said, you can still smell the burning bodies and that's where your mind is at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great, too. Uh, any others? Prob- uh, um, probably. Whenever uh, Arya and the hound are talking, she's like, are you going to leave me if I get wounded again? She goes, probably. That's a good call. Good call. 
and uh, someone says vomiting isn't uh, celebra- ce- celebration, and Tormund says yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Good one, too. All right. Uh, so let's take some votes. Andrew, what's the line of the week? I'm going to stick with my original, Dracaris. Dracaris seems to have a lot of weight to it. Chris, what are you voting for? Uh, I'll vote for my, my Tyrion line. Which, Which one was one? that? About, about Cersei. Uh, about maybe Cersei will kill us all. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah. All of our problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think... I think I'll go ahead and go Dracarys. Um, just because it's meant to be the, the most potent, you know... Yeah. Symbol of what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with Dracarys. Wing and land there. Woot. Um, all right. Let's do... The character of the week. Danny? <laughs> no, she was dumb mm. in this episode. Yeah, but everybody was dumb in this episode. I don't think so. I think Tyrion had a good episode. I think he had a really interesting because he plays a role in the like the you know, even in the um like the the uh banquet scene. Like he's playing a role of, you know, instigator and yeah that kind of thing and then he's having the you know the great conversation that's true actually i think you're right and he has an incredible moment even as dumb as everybody's being in that moment he has this incredible moment with cersei where you really believe that he believes she's not a monster like he really believes there's something good in her uh especially when it comes to her kids i found that you know, to be authentic. I think you're right. I think it is Tyrion. This episode. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I thought it was Varys just because he's, he's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no, that's, that's another good choice. I think it's either Varys or Tyrion. I really do. I think that Tyrion is given more in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody's even talked about that bronze scene with Tyrion, Bronn and Jamie. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, 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 Yeah. Tyrion's all through this thing. Yeah. Um, we can talk a little more about that bronze scene, by the way, um, after we land here. I think I'm going to land on Tyrion. I'll agree with you. Chris? <laughs> I'm still embarrassed, but it doesn't All right. matter. Here we go. Well, you're right. He is very important in this episode, but I think that overall the the episode focuses more on Tyrion. Yeah. Um. So the, the bronze scene, what did you think of the bronze scene, Chris? Uh. Well, I think uh, a couple episodes ago, maybe last episode, uh, I I didn't think he was going to go through with killing them. Uh, however, he does have a caveat, of course. Um, you know, and they bring back the the whole discussion about you know Tyrion said if anybody hires you to kill me, then I'll pay double. And mm-hmm. and they've decided that uh, that uh, what is it they were go- she was going to give him my river run. River Run, but she was going to give him River Run, and then he counters with High uh, High Garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, and so uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, once a cell sword, always a cell sword. So yeah, um, I wasn't too surprised about that. Uh, you know, and he's just going to be just lying in the we- lying in the weeds, waiting for whoever wins this to to get the payment. <laughs> oh yeah, essentially. he's he's going to be sitting in an Adirondack chair right outside the gates, and he's just going to wait and see who wins. Listen, if I know yeah. one thing about Braun, he's in a brothel. He's not sitting in any chair. He's <laughs> he's somewhere. He's somewhere mm-hmm. 
doing something else. Fair enough. Um, all right. Let's take a look at the game of predictions. Uh, we'll check in on where we're at. Uh, first of all, let's answer the bonus question from last week. Will Clegane Bowl happen in episode four? No. Nope. No, it did not. Uh, Andrew and I both said no. Chris, you said yes. Uh, there were no deaths. Besides Masandi. Of, on any of our death teams. Oh, I thought somebody had Masandi. Nope, nobody had Masandi. Mm. She was right there for the taking. Nobody, nobody took her. Yeah, you know, and it, uh, we go back to that episode a couple of episodes ago, and when Grey Worm was uh, laying out the the future, we all thought that meant Grey Worm was going to die. Yeah. Now look at what happened. It was Missandei. That's that right. Missandei's the one who doesn't get to sail on the SS Live Forever. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so plus one for me, plus one for Andrew. That makes the current score. Uh, five, five, three, five, five to three. Chris with five, Andrew with five and me with three. So still pretty tight. Um, and let's talk stock up, stock down for our, our picks right now. And, um, what do you guys, how are you guys feeling? Let's start with, um, about the death picks. How are you feeling about your death picks? Stock down on a gray worm. Yeah. A little bit. A, a little, little bit. bit. He still could die. Oh, yeah. He, he still could go. In fact, that kind of makes sense, you know, to give his life in revenge yeah. in some way. But I think that I'm saying stock down because I thought they were foreshadowing his death instead of Masandi's. Yeah. I think on your team, stock down probably for Braun. Like, he's pretty much just going to sit this out at this point, right? Yeah. Way down. Stock up on the mountain since you got Kulgang Bowl yeah. coming up? Yeah. Could be. I think that both him and the Hound will die. Uh, Chris, how about your team? How are you feeling about your death squad? Uh, I think stocks up on Jamie mm -hmm. because now he's again going, of course, his guy has survived everything. Yeah. Um, but I think his stock is up on that. Uh, there's so many people who could end up killing Cersei that, and you could come up with any number of scenarios and I would be like, yeah, that's totally how that could go down. Um, so, um, but he, I think stocks up on him and who, who do I have left? Varys. Oh, Varys is way up stock up Yeah. because if, uh, especially if Tyrion has decided that, uh, Daenerys is the one and I highly doubt that's the case, but if somehow the knowledge of Varys's coup attempt, which is apparently in the works gets out somehow, and I don't know, was he like this with Littlefinger? Was he like this with anybody? Just sort of like basically laying out his plans like that to people who might not be receptive of it? Not to people who might not be receptive. I, you know, usually, you know, he is very careful about those kind of things. I just think he has an, in, an intimacy with uh, Tyrion that he, yeah. that he trusts. Um, yeah. So that's probably why. They've been through a lot but together. He, what's that? I said they've been through a lot together. Varys yeah, and Tyrion. Yeah. Um, but the, I would say stock is up on him as well um, because there's uh, he's he's uh, that's going to be a dangerous game he's playing. So yeah. Um, and then the other one on your team is the Hound. So we will have Clegane Bowl will also be Andrew Chris Bowl uh, in <laughs> in some ways. Like I said, I think we're both getting a point next yeah, episode. You're probably right. Well, and ha and he even said, "I don't, I don't plan on coming back here." Right. Like as if he was resigned that he was probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think you're both getting points next episode. That's my guess. My my death squad. Um. I'm still feeling meh 
about, I think Euron and Cersei will die. I just don't know that it's going to happen until the last episode. Um, maybe think, maybe Euron could go this episode. See, I think... Jamie kills Euron this episode. That seems right. I Here's what I have planned out, or what I think is planned out. Uh, Cersei is going to lose next episode. And then the final episode of the season is going to be Danny versus John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's possible. I think I think it's pretty much confirmed now. Jamie is going to kill Cersei next episode, and then it's going to be uh, John against Man, Daenerys. I, uh, I think Arya is going to kill Cersei. I really, I just like she needs that one last moment. But I think, but she's going to, but she's going to do it. She's going to do it with Jamie's face. Ooh. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm totally with you on this. And when we have a question that I shouldn't know about, it's coming up. <laughs> Um, I'm going to discuss what <laughs> what is probably going to happen with that. Yeah, yeah, we do have a question concerning that. That's uh, a good segue coming up. Uh, Yara Greyjoy, I actually stock a little bit up on Yara. They mentioned her this episode, so I was yeah. I was happy because I was like, oh, maybe she's maybe she's going to join the fight and and lose her life. I still even if she joins the fight, I don't think she's going. I think she will be like the protector of the Iron Islands, yeah, know, kind of thing. So <laughs> she's kind of the last one we like left. From that family. Now, so. do you think that she will kill Euron? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense um, story-wise. So, yeah, that could happen. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so Euron, Cersei, and Yara. I think I, I think Yara is pretty safe, but Euron and Cersei, I think, will go. Um, so, it'll be interesting. This could be close, guys. This could be close to these last two episodes. Uh, talk about our Thrones teams. And by the way, please remember, you can swap somebody out. Um, I have some interesting shifts in my idea about who's going to end up ruling. Are so, you moving some characters around? I'm not going to. Mm. I'm going to stay with my team. I like my team, and I like that I've had them all since the the first episode. Uh, so, I'm going to stick with them. But I, I, I really like somebody on Chris's team right now. Mm-hmm. Do, you, I, I do you know, know who it is? I don't know anybody's team. Chris, Chris, it's it's going to be Sansa. Yeah, I'm really liking the Sansa pick right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I because there's something even if even if John doesn't sacrifice his life for somebody or die, you know, for Danny's hand or whatever, I don't I he, he may eventually just decide even though I'm Aegon Targaryen, uh, I'm really John from the North, and I want to go hang out with Tormund in the real North. You know, <laughs> like because like, that whole Tormund conversation was really interesting because it, there was there was almost some foreshadowing to it where it, says, it was like the North and you the real yeah, North, the real yeah. There was some real interesting foreshadowing there. So I think he may leave Sansa to rule and finally realize that she was the best ruler among them anyway. You know, like we've seen that even throughout not just this season but other seasons where you know for her bringing the Knights of the Vale in. Um, you know, at the Battle of the Bastards, like she, she is the one who has understood what's going on more than he has. Another great moment in this episode is uh, she's talking to the Hound, you know, about you know all the things that she's been through, and I know we hate the fact that she says it makes her stronger or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. But uh, he asks, uh, "How did you uh, deal with the, the guy?" And she says, "Hounds." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this, uh, this, what you're talking about, this is what I was alluding to about them cutting away from Tyrion on that is that, uh, she could have very well told him what the deal was. And when she, but when she said who there might be a better person, um, I don't know if she would outright say that she's the possible better person, but the fact is they did cut away from her when they said that. 
Yeah. And um and and so while I think that was mainly a straight up uh I'm going to tell you that John is Aegon Targaryen, it also could have been the works of some other kind of uh uh mission that's going on here that we're going to find out probably mm-hmm. um I would guess in the final episode. Yep. Uh, as I look at my team, stock down on Danny. I don't think the Mad Queen is going to be on the oh, throne. Oh man, stock way down on Danny yeah. now. Yeah. Um, stock. You also have John though. I do have John. I'm I'm not sure. I'm stock medium on John. Like you know, steady on John. I I, I he obviously fits the bill. It's just going to be, is that the direction the show is going? Is the show actually going chalk? Is it actually going the direction of most stories, right? That's not what we've seen from Game of Thrones in the past necessarily, but maybe that's how they want to finish. Um, and then I have Tyrion, who I think is a little stock up at this point, because we're seeing him continue to be downtrodden and make poor decisions. And I think it might be leading to some sort of redemption where once everything clears, it is the most unlikely person to be ruling um but you know there maybe he'll be on the throne i don't know i think there's a possibility there question yeah i do have no one on my throne list yeah yeah so i want i want i'm curious if this counts because it's the question is who's going to rule the seven kingdoms afterwards right and if they're split who's going to be ruling king's at king's landing what if Daenerys totally obliterates King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Will I get points for no one? Well, it, I mean, it depends on if it ends with somebody ruling the realm. If somebody rules the realm, it doesn't matter what building they're doing it from. Okay. So, yeah, no, that that wouldn't necessarily... But what would count is if the whole structure collapses and it's it's literally, you know, no one is is ruling. Like you're saying, like there's rulers, like King's Landing is destroyed, and then all the other uh, seven realms just rule themselves. Or, or we don't know. Or I'm saying, if if the show leaves it where no one is, like they haven't crowned a ruler, mm. then I think that might count as no one. Okay. So, and then I have, <laughs> and by the way, if we have to have that conversation, like that um, debate, we'll do one of two things. We may put it to a, a like a Twitter poll. Or something, um, or whoever has the least invested in the answer to that question will be the arbiter. In other words, if it's like if the game comes down to between you and Chris based on this question, then I will make the final call on the question. Or if it's between us, then Chris will make the final call on the question. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I have Jake and Agar and Davos. <laughs> so my throne team is bleh. Well, you can swap either of those guys out. Nah. All right. Because there's nobody good left to fill those slots with. Yeah, I mean, Bran maybe? No, I got rid of Bran. <laughs> That's right, you did get rid of Bran. Samuel Tarly, maybe? You know, comes back and rules? I think Sam is done for the series. What about Brienne, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Brienne is going to die saving Jamie. You know, here's one in the real world that actually might make a little bit of sense. In the real world, uh, Euron Greyjoy might actually end up, uh, like if it were, I mean, we, I think we know story-wise that's not going to happen, but... You know, like if Cersei dies, you know, and and they're together, you know, maybe they they put him on there. I don't think they've been officially wed. No, they're not wed. Yeah, you're right. They're not married. I don't know. Tormund. Tormund, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I really think this is going to be close, guys. I, I, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this all comes down with the deaths in the throne and on, where all the points land. Davos. <laughs> that would yeah. that, just about do it for you. Uh, all right. So no changes, Andrew. Nah. Chris, you want to make any changes? 
Uh, no. All right. We're all staying put. Are we like cemented in our picks unless somebody dies? It, it feels that way. I feel like nobody's going to be like, you know what? There's one episode left. I'm going to switch to somebody. I think it feels like unless somebody on our Thrones team dies, I feel like each of us is like, no, this is my team. I'm taking to the end. Yeah, as far as the Thrones pick goes, I think you're right. Um, the death picks get interesting because we've got two episodes left. And if we lose anybody next episode, replacing them becomes an interesting proposition, right? Yeah. So that's that's where the like the picking could be interesting. Um, so, But we'll see what happens. So we'll see what happens. We are now down to uh, 23 Persons of interest uh, from our 30 that we started the season with. We have lost seven. Man, not enough people died no, at Winterfell. I was going to say, didn't you think it would be more than that? Yeah, not a, so many people should have died at Winterfell. <laughs> mm-hmm. More Like death. everybody. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> should have died. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. And then the Night King would still be on my Thrones team, and I would have won. All right, let's get into your questions. If you have a question for Sift the Thrones, please send it our way. Feedback at siftpop.com is the email to do that. Uh, we do prioritize um, audio questions. Uh, we like to hear from you. So this one comes from Mark, and uh, we had referenced this earlier, but let's take a listen. Hi, guys. This is Mark from McKinney, Texas, and here's my question for Sift the Thrones. So in Season 5, I think it's Episode 1, uh, we see a young Cersei visiting a witch known as Maggie the Frog, and Maggie tells her that she won't marry the prince, she'll marry the king, that he will have 16 kids, but she'll have three um, and then she says the Valonqar, which I think means uh, younger brother in, in Valerian, will choke her to death, essentially. Um, so we know that from this prophecy, she won't have another baby. So here's some questions around this. Do you think she's going to miscarry? Or do you think the reason that she won't have another baby is because she will die? And will that be at the hands of Tyrion or Jaime, who technically is her younger brother, even though they're twins? Or do you think the prophecy's wrong altogether? Uh, so thank you guys for doing this podcast. I'm a longtime fan of Sift Pop and Cinema Sins. In fact, Chris actually has my favorite delivery of a sin in a sins video. For those that haven't seen it in the Prometheus Sins video, there's a sin about an axe, and Chris's voicing of that sin is so perfect. Uh, so thanks again for all that you guys do. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Mark, for the question. Woo, that was good. And thank you for the shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the Valonqar prophecy that mm-hmm. Cersei will be strangled by uh, a little brother, um, mm-hmm. which could be Tyrion, Jamie, yep. or Arya with Jamie's face. What do we think about this, guys? Is, isn't it? If it, let's for a minute think that if if it's Arya, it doesn't she. Has she been? Has she shown that she can uh, be other people's heights? Yeah. As well. Well, she has. Whenever she was the uh, the one uh, daughter or whatever during the uh, who did she kill? Walt, Walton Frey. Yeah, Walter Frey, Frey. Whenever she killed the Frey, she was she was taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole mm. it's a whole body transformation. Somehow they've never gone into the magic involved in that, which in I'm okay any, with in any way. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's a total, uh, some sort of total body change. Yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise uh, could think... learn a thing or two from face swapping <laughs> from her. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think we're all in agreement that the poetic one would be that Jamie ends up, uh, being the one. Uh, however, I do think it will be Arya and it probably will be well while she's wearing his face. And I also think that she is going to stab her in the belly just like the red wedding. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh this this show loves to mirror stuff and I think yeah. that's that's a good one. Um I this won't happen, but if it did, I think it'd be funny. If Arya is is Jamie and you know the prophecy says that he shall be strangled by, you know, younger brother, that when Jamie goes up to strangle her, all of a sudden you notice that his gold hand is actually moving mm-hmm. and she's strangling him with both hands because it's actually Arya. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that would be <laughs> hilarious because, you know, he's going to have to strangle her with one hand if it's Jamie. So he could do it. He could figure it out. Yeah. Uh, no chance it's Tyrion. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. And especially after I, a speech last episode. I mean, it's obviously cares about her in some way. Or maybe maybe he just cares that she not given her to her basis instincts, but I, I think know. that was more of a plea just to not let King's Landing burn. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. anything else. Oh, what are the chances that the violent car prophecy doesn't come true? None. Really? Huh. <laughs> well, so much of it has come to fruition already. Right. Robert Baratheon having so many kids, her only having three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just so much of it has come true. And I don't think that Weiss, Benioff, or even Railroad Martin would bring, give us this prophecy for it to lead to nothing. Yeah. For it to have so many things go right, but then the culmination of it all just to fall short right there. Yeah, and I think a lot of the, uh, my understanding from people who've read the books is that a lot of the the fleshing out of the Valonqar prophecy is in the books that isn't in that one scene in the show. Uh, and that also goes for the prince who was promised that prophecy. Yeah. Um, so those two prophecies are still sitting there and, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Notice how it's not the king who is promised. Mm. Well, in, but the word that's used, this is my understanding again from people who've read the books. The word in the book is actually not even gender specific. The The word for prince that's used, the Valerian word or whatever for prince, is not even gender specific. So it's very clear that even in the book, they want you to know that that word doesn't define who could or couldn't be on the throne at the end. So interesting stuff. Uh, ready for the next question? Yep. yep. All right. Uh, this one comes from Daniel. Who says, uh, hello to Aaron, Andrew, and Chris. Been loving this new podcast. I have an idea for episode five. Is there any possibility that Wildfire will play a part in this upcoming battle? Because remember, Wildfire is under the entire city, not just under where the Sept was. Would love to hear all of your thoughts. Keep up the great work. And Daniel, we're going to make your question the bonus question for this week. So let's discuss. Will Wildfire be used in episode five? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, this is something that I think we were speculating on in the pre-season uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that that seemed to be a possibility. That there was still a lot of it around, or else could be made anyway. Um, this ties into something else that I've I've thought of possibly happening as well. I know I'm straying off of wildfire here. We'll get no, back you're to good. That, yeah, but, go ahead. This is time for predictions. Um, yeah, um, that uh, there's a possibility that Cersei will play the nobody can get it game, which would go a long way to Andrew's prediction of no one, but uh, nobody can have the throne game and uh, and blow it up. Although there's also the possibility that they could just be something about this high garden thing that they brought up. 
in this episode, even though it was it's being promised to Braun. Uh, I'm wondering if there's a possibility that Cersei could think of that as the new home for uh, the throne mm. and that she could blow up King's Landing and everybody's worried about King's Landing, but then the throne has been, you know, sort of secretly moved over to that place. Um, so there, I feel like there's still a lot of moves and in, in that Cersei could have made already and she may not even care if King's Landing gets... I mean, it's going to. I mean, it's inevitable that it's going to be uh, erupt in flames. Yeah. Yeah, either dragons or wildfire. Feels like it, right? Yeah. It's both the dragons will probably, or Drogon, I should say, yeah. <laughs> will uh, ignite the wildfire. And while, you know, it's probably going to be cliche, she says Drakars, I think it would be very poetic for her to say burn them all. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like as... Uh, Aegon before said, you know, whenever before Jamie killed or after Jamie stuck him, he turned to Jamie and said, Burn them all. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna officially say no, that wildfire won't be used in episode five, uh, just to be contrarian. Um, so uh so yeah, I'm gonna officially say no, but uh but I do think they're gonna be a lot of burning. It's you know, Trogdor's gonna be burning eight in the village uh in episode five. Good Trogdor pool. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't understand the wildfire too. So maybe that's part of it as well. I know it was used on the sept, but I thought that was all, I didn't realize that like, it seemed like the way they did it would have blown all of it up. Right. Like, how do you do that and just isolate it like that? Did they show that in the show? And I just don't remember. I think Kyburn moved or had, you know, an amount moved to where it would only blow up the sept. Mm. Um, but still, according to legend, if I'm correct, and I probably not, you never know. Um, I think that uh, wildfire is literally under all of King's Landing. Okay. Because I thought that uh, he did that because he thought if the Whites were ever to take over King's Landing, just to burn them all in case okay. the Whites broke in. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Chris and Andrew say, yes, wildfire will be used. I say, no, sirree, this wildfire. I do not believe it exists. You say nay. Uh, R-O-U-S's, I do not believe they exist. Mm. Uh, Any other predictions before we finish out, guys? For the final two episodes or for next episode? I think that the Mm. most main characters are going to die next episode. Okay. What do you think the last episode? You think the last episode is just going to be Danny versus John? Yeah. Okay. Chris, what do you think? Oh man, uh, I, I think I've extinguished my predictions. I've, I've, I think that I think that Arya is going to uh, kill Cersei and stab her in the stomach. Uh, there might be some strangling involved, uh, but uh, I think that's going to happen. I think, and and the 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 other one that I had about the throne being moved to High Garden and all that is a wild wild one. I am known to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, uh, that's, that's that. And then, yeah, um, I think Danny's going to die. I think she's going to die in the next uh, episode. It may not be in this episode, oh. but, um, she's, I mean, by, by the way, this, this, uh, this, uh, show is going and everything. She's got too much going against her. I mean, it feels like they just, they didn't even care about killing Rhaegon in this episode. It was just like, all right, you're gone, you're done. You got one more dragon now. <laughs> you know, there's this kind of, you know, and the way that she's turning and the way that she's, you know, not listening to reason and, you know, it makes a lot of sense that, uh, you know, that she would, she, 
she would die. I'm gonna. You know what? Why not? Why not? She dies next up. Ooh, good prediction. Very nice. Very, very uh, defined prediction. See, um, I think that everybody he said like Arya killing Cersei, you know, all that stuff that's gonna come true. But like the very last scene of the episode is gonna be Danny igniting the wildfire, and then everybody that's in King's Landing, even all of our main characters, die. Mm. She kills them all. Mm. Mm. You think, and that's how. That's how. The next to last episode ends. Yeah, and John has just arrived to see this. Yes, and so he has to deal with the ramifications Ooh, of that. I yeah. like it. Um, yeah, that was that was one of my thoughts. Was oh, really? yeah, was that either one of two things? Or I think John's arrival will be. Uh, it will happen either with Danny doing something awful or Danny dying. Uh, and so we're going to have to see. You know, in the final episode, will be how he deals with that so what uh what is it uh what 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 has been defined about the mad king wanting to burn them all is what was the uh the whole thing about that what was he afraid of again white walkers yeah he was afraid of white walkers. yeah i think so okay well then that's weird (laughs) um um Okay. Well, uh, so yeah, I mean, if it if it was if it related to some sort of uh, you know Targaryen prophecy that she heard or something, and that she was, I don't know. It, just, it I don't I, I I don't know about the whole burning of the whole thing on by her hand. Then, if that's the case, I am uh, I am holding out hope that Bran. And that unaccounted for warging time has something to do in these last two episodes. I'm just holding out that hope and that something, some big reveal about that uh, in my mind that maybe, you know, Bran and the Night King work together in some way or... I swear, I think White Walkers are officially done for the rest of the I, show. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I'm just, I'm holding out hope that something will give us at the end, oh, you thought the magic was gone, but, you know, I don't know. There, what if- there is a sort of a question to Bran saying, I live in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of, uh, you know, it, that I mean, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that, how far back in the past, or if that just means, you know, he's just always mm-hmm. constantly you know, whatever, doing his brand things or whatever. But that seemed to be an important line for some reason. Even if uh, even if we get through all of the, let's say we get through all the, the, you know, the things go in kind of the way we've predicted it. You know, the idea that Danny either dies or does something awful, John sees it, and then it's either Danny versus John or Danny versus whoever killed, Dan, you know, or I'm sorry, John versus Danny or John versus whoever killed Danny for the final episode, right? Even if all that stuff happens the way we think it probably will for the throne, that there's a little coda, you know, right? It's like one more thing. And that little coda goes back to when Bran was warging and shows us that that's a circular process where Bran will be the new Night King and that, that that's just kind of the process of, you know, you know, the Night King is that it replaces itself like that. Well, we saw mm. the Fae create the Night King. Do you remember that? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so maybe that's how we see that Brant. Maybe the, there's something similar that when he wargs that the Night King does to him. This is a prophecy I had, or a prediction I had a very long time ago, and it's it. I don't know if it makes sense. So I want you guys to 
if you remember that scene, whenever the Fae are like having that guy tied up to the tree, mm-hmm. you know, and then they stab him with the obsidian and he turns into the Night King. Mm-hmm. Um, we never see him from the waist down. So we n- don't know if he's crippled. Like if that's mm-hmm. actually an older uh, Bran. Wait, that could be Bran, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, does some weird time loopy thing. And then he goes back in time, and then the whole show is just circular. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. And that could be like a coda or so. I don't know. I just I wouldn't put it past the show to kind of give that that one final, you know, yeah, punch kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know. But we won't have to wait long to find out. Uh, fourteen days, thirteen days, a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, guys, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> We gamed our thrones. Yeah. Just yeah, we did. just wish the episode was better. Yeah. I I'm I you know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you know, the last two at least can be fun. You know, at least be interesting. Um even if the characters are <laughs> acting weird. <laughs> it's funny. I felt like Billy Madison in this episode whenever he's talking to Veronica Vaughn and he's super drunk, he's just like talky talky talky. No more talky. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks for sifting the thrones with us today. Sift the Thrones is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at spreaker.com slash studio DNA. Uh, thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. Appreciate Woo. you, Phil. Uh, thanks to LaRange for our theme music. We love it. Uh, thanks to our Sift Pop members at Patreon for making this possible. You can see all the perks at patreon.com slash Pop. Thanks to Andrew for joining us today. Thanks, buddy. You can find him at Flick Freaks all over the social medias. Uh, you can find me at Aaron Dicer. And you can listen to us on the Sift Pop podcast or check out more fun pop culture stuff at SiftPop.com. Thanks again to Chris. Hey. For hanging out with us. Of course, you can check him out on the Sincast presented by CinemaSins uh, or on YouTube in any of the CinemaSins uh, various channels. Um, so you can uh, head over there and do that. If you have any friends, by the way, who love Game of Thrones, make sure you let them know about the podcast as we head to the last couple episodes and that listening is easier than prepping a perfectly symmetrical mass funeral. We'll see you next time for episode five. <laughs> <laughs>